Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Good morning, City Place Church, Pastor Damon, and on behalf of my wife, Taisha, and all of City Place Church, we welcome you to City Place Church Online this morning. Are you excited? It is August the 8th, and man, let me tell you what, I am so happy to be able to spend another Sunday with you today. Now listen, we're going to get ready to jump into service, but just a couple of things. I want to make sure that you have today's message notes. You can find those at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. You're going to want those today. We're continuing our series, Good Enough Isn't Good Enough. We kicked it off last week. Trust me, if you didn't get a chance to listen last week or watch last week, you're going to want to do that because God started something and we're going to continue it this week. I also want to let you know that you can just like and share today's message. So please do that because your friends, your family needs to know that God wants to encourage them and say something for them. Now, so much is going to be happening in the fall and so much is going to be happening as we conclude 2021. But I want to remind you that we're entering into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we just believe that there's going to be breakthrough in our time of prayer. And so as we jump into God's word today, we're going to be touching on that and we're going to stay passionate about that. And so I want your heart to be ready. I want you to be excited about all that God can say to you during these 21 days. And so at every part of the year, we kick off every year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And then when the fall comes around to to finish the year strong, we start with 21 days of prayer. And so I'm so excited to be able to spend time with you today. Is your expectation level high? Come on. Is your expectation level high? And then I want you to mark your calendars as well because small groups are getting ready to kick off. And if you want to host a virtual small group or if you want to to jump into a small group, um, we're going to be starting the process next Sunday, August the 15th. And so, so much is happening. I'm going to get ready to step aside because I can't wait to worship with you. I can't wait to jump into God's word here in a minute, but I'm going to pray. Let's move our furniture. Uh, Let's lean in level 10, 10, which at our church means we remove the distractions. We engage in today's message and church service and we take notes. And so let's, let's pray. Father, we love you today. We invite you into this day. There is nothing we can do without your help. And we don't want to be a part of a religious routine because it's Sunday. We want to be a part of an encounter with you. And so we welcome you today. Jesus, have your way. Change lives. Let us be passionate for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to City Place Church. Come on, City Place Church. So much is happening here in our church, and we want you to be a part of it. Reminder, don't forget 21 days of prayer and fasting is kicking off. Uh, And so we want to make sure that your expectation level is high off the charts, full of what God wants to say to you. Shout out to every single person watching on Facebook and YouTube and everyone who's here for the very first time. If this is your very first time here at City Place Church, I want to let you know that we've got something special that we want to just encourage you with. So do me a favor, complete a virtual connect card or you can text the word City Place to 94000. 
And we want to just welcome you and say thank you for being a part of service. I also want everyone to be expecting because we're going to be worshiping the Lord with our tithing, our offering. We believe that God allows us to steward his kingdom finances here on the earth. And we get to worship him by giving the first 10% back to him and allowing us as a church to represent him through community service and giving, but also for what he wants to do in the local church. And so, uh, so much is happening. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, we kicked off a series last week called Good Enough Isn't Good Enough. And I am excited to be able to continue that. And we said last week that the reason why we're doing this, because as we head into 21 days of prayer and we're heading into the fall and the winter, what we don't want to do is we don't want to lose sight of what God has been doing and what he's declared to us as a church. If this is your first time here, we declared at the beginning of the year that 2021 is the year that God has prophetically, which means that God has said to our church that this is the year that he would do it. And we said in a series called Let Him Work that we don't need to get in the way when it's time for him to work. Like, like we let him do his thing when he declares that he's going to show up for us. And so um, this is the year that God does it. And so as we head into this year, we want to make sure that we're not in cruise control, but we remain passionate about Jesus. And so I'm going to read a passage of scripture so that they link together. Last week, we read two passages of scripture. I focused on one, but they all blend together. And so we're going to focus on the second one today, but we're going to reference the first. So I'm going to read it. Mark chapter 10, verse 17 says this. Now, as he, this is Jesus, was going out on the road, one came running, knelt down before Jesus and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one, and that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And the young man answered and said to him, teacher, all of these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus looked at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up your cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Now go down to verse 46 of the same chapter. Verse 46. Now they came to Jericho as he went out to Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he arose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered him and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I might receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. This morning we're talking about good enough isn't good enough. 
And last week when we kicked off our series, we talked about the rich young ruler who was in the first passage of scripture that we read. And we said that this young ruler approached Jesus with, with the excitement and the purity that we should all come. The Bible says that he went after Jesus. He was passionate because Jesus was in front of him and he got to Jesus and he opened up his arms and he fell to his knees and he said, Jesus, what do I do to inherit eternal life? Like I realize that you are the access point to eternal life. And Jesus looks at him and he says, well, why do you say that I'm good? And, 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 and there's only one who's good and I can get you connected to him and that's God. And Jesus looked at him and says, the commandments, you know those? And the young man says, yes, literally, Jesus, every single one I've kept. And Jesus says, okay, but there's one thing that you're missing. And he says, well, what is it? He says, I want you to sell all your stuff, whatever you have, give to the poor. And he says, and there you're going to be building up treasures in heaven. And then he says, but I want you to come and I want you to follow me. I want you to take up the cross that we've set aside for you, the purpose, the destiny, the journey. I want you to take that up and I want you to follow me. And the Bible says that the young man went away sad because that's not what he wanted to hear because he had great possession. And we kicked off by just saying this thought, and I'm not going to preach it all to you because I'm just catching us up. And what's going to happen is we're going to talk about the rich young ruler briefly but we're going to blend the stories together. And we just said this, that not everyone really wants to know or follow Jesus at the intensity that Jesus wants to know us. The young ruler was passionate when he got to Jesus, but when Jesus gave him the, the key, the, 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 the focus of, of what he was really trying to get the young man to experience, the young man wasn't as passionate as Jesus was. The Bible says that Jesus looked at this young man and he loved the young man, like right out the gate. But the love that Jesus had wasn't the intensity that the young man had because the young man said, I'm not giving up everything. I'm good where I am and this is good enough for me. And Jesus is literally looking at him going, you're good enough isn't good enough. And so we said that not everyone really wants to know or follow Jesus at the intensity that he wants us to know him. And we dove into that and we said, well, what was Jesus really saying? Because Jesus was saying so much more than just the words that we heard. And we said that Jesus was really looking at the young man and said, um, if you come after me, if you pursue me, then let me focus your attention back to the main thing. Let me focus your attention back to the main thing. The main thing is that your heart is not focused on what you have, but your heart is focused on who you can have. Like, it's not focused on the tangible things. It's focused on the one you will follow. And we continued on. We, we read a verse in Isaiah chapter 55 where Jesus is literally, or God is literally speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and he's saying, come, everybody that's thirsty, come and follow me, and everything that you need will be found in me. We said that when Jesus was talking to the young man, he was also saying that God's grace, forgiveness, and love will be experienced as you follow me. He said, take up the cross, take up everything that's designed for you and follow me. Because what you don't see is that the cross has grace. The cross has forgiveness. The cross has unconditional love, and it will be experienced as you follow me. So Jesus literally says, 
I'm turning your attention back to the main thing. But I'm also showing you my grace, forgiveness and love. Then we said that Jesus was literally saying God's character will be revealed to you as you follow me. Like God will reveal his character to you. He will reveal who he is to you. But you need to be close enough to me so that I can reveal him to you. And the young man's just like, no. He literally said, if you follow me, I'll lead you to the person that you want to encounter the most. God's character of grace, God's character of forgiveness, God's character of fulfilling purpose and destiny will be revealed to you. But you have to stay close to me. The young man said, no, that's not what I want. Good enough is fine. And Jesus is like, no, young man, good enough isn't good enough. And then we finished by saying God's word to you will be fulfilled in and through you. Like we said that Jesus was looking at this young man and saying, no, when you grab your cross and, and it won't always be easy, young man, it won't always be it won't always be pie in the sky. Like he says, like he's like, but when you grab it all and you follow me. God's word to you will be fulfilled in and through you. He's like, there's so much more that you don't see. That's a benefit of the cross. That's a benefit of you carrying your cross. That's the benefit of your walking in relationship with me that you don't see. And we said that the young man, it says this, it says that the young man was saddened at these words. And we said that we have to put more emphasis on who's saying it. Like, they weren't just these words. They were Jesus' words. And we said that we have to put emphasis on what God is saying and what Jesus is saying to us. Because otherwise, it just becomes something that we hear or something that we, we see. And we just said, 2021 is the year that God does it. And we don't want that word to be put into cruise control. Why? Because God's word to you will be fulfilled in and through you. And so... When I look at that story, I also see that same thing happening when we get to Mark chapter 10, verse 46, because the Bible says that there is a man by the name of Bartimaeus, and he is literally described as being blind, which means that he couldn't see. Like he had a lack of vision, but he heard that Jesus was coming. See, if you look at the parallel, one is can see Jesus and he most likely heard that Jesus was coming and so he goes and he pursues Jesus and then we have this other story where there's one sitting by the side of the road because he heard that Jesus was coming but he couldn't see Jesus and the Bible says that he starts yelling out Jesus Jesus son of David have mercy on me and the Bible says that as he's yelling this out there's a multitude of people around him and they literally look at him and they say Hush your mouth. Be quiet. Like, stop talking. <laughs> like, we are with Jesus. We are hanging out with Jesus, and you are distracting him. Like, it's, it goes back to, like, you can be around Jesus and not really give all to Jesus. Like, you can be around Jesus and not give all to Jesus. These people were around Jesus, and there was one more person that wanted to be around Jesus, and the people who were around Jesus was trying to silence him from being around Jesus. Like, 
no, like there has to be a hunger and a desperation because good enough isn't good enough. It's not good enough for me to be around Jesus. Like I have to know Jesus. I can't just walk alongside Jesus. Like my heart has to be following Jesus. And so this young man, he's, he's blind and he's yelling out and they say, hush your mouth. And he's like, no, like me being blind, hearing Jesus walk down the side of the road is not good enough. And so good enough isn't good enough for me. Like, so don't try to tell me that me sitting here listening to Jesus is good enough. So he literally says, no, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And it brought me back to the original thought that not everyone wants to know Jesus and follow Jesus at the rate that Jesus wants to know them. Jesus is literally walking with these people and they're not as intense about walking and knowing Jesus. They're comfortable. They're good enough just going through the religious routine. Jesus is walking down here, so we'll walk with him. Like, they're just checking it off the box. We hung out with Jesus today. Like, they're not even hungry for what more he could give. They're selfish and not wanting to welcome one more into the family. But this person, blind, Bartimaeus says, I'm not good with just hearing him. I got to be able to see him as well because good isn't good enough. And he literally says, I'm going to match my intensity. I'm going to raise my intensity because I feel like if I can get access to Jesus, he will be he will be accessible to me. Jesus, the Bible says, it's like somebody's calling my name. Like, yo, whoa, 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 everybody be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Tell him to come. Like, t tell him to, tell him to come to me. Like, it literally lets me see that everyone's walking with Jesus, but Jesus can determine desperation. Jesus can determine when you and I feel like good enough isn't good enough. And this young man, he says, come on. And I wrote this down. And I want you to write this down on your notes. Did you download today's message notes? Cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. Hopefully you did that. Listen, it says, look, the enemy will use what's around you to kill your desperation to be personal with Jesus. The enemy will literally use what's around you to try to kill your desperation to be personal with Jesus. Go back to the earlier story. The enemy used this young man's natural possession to squash his desperation for Jesus. Like Jesus says, give up what's in your hand. Like remove your heart from being attached to the what to being attached to the who. And the young man says, no, good enough right here. See, the enemy will use the natural things of your life to keep you stuck you might be going, God, Jesus, I'm, I'm passionate. I want, I, want to, I want you more. Jesus, tell me more. And when the moment Jesus challenges us that good enough isn't good enough, we say, whoa, I'm good right here. Because the enemy will amplify the things around our life to make it feel like, no, you're good right here in misery. You're good right here in personal success. You're good right here on the outside. You're good right here. And, and there'll be so much more that the enemy will try to use to silence your desperation. Hush your mouth. We don't have time for this. Jesus 
is on his way to Jericho and we're going with him. You're blind, Bartimaeus. You're not coming. See, the people around Bartimaeus, silence. See, sometimes the enemy will use the thing around you to try to kill your desperation. Here's what I wrote down, though. Spiritual desperation should never sound like a whisper. Like spiritual desperation shouldn't sound like a whisper because on the one story we read earlier, he was like, I can't wait to get to Jesus. Like, but then when he got to Jesus, he was like, no, Jesus, I'm good. I was just saying that before you got here. On the other story with blind Bartimaeus, the Bible says that they tried to silence him and his spiritual desperation. He was like, you don't understand. My good enough isn't good enough. And there is no way that I'm going to allow my desperation to be and have an encounter with Jesus to be turned down to a whisper like there is no way that my spiritual hunger for Jesus is going to be brought down to a whisper see your spiritual desperation should never sound like a whisper he knows my heart like he knows my heart good silent prayers I'm fine I'm good my relationship with Jesus is right where I want it to be no, 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 no. Blind Bartimaeus was like, uh-uh. Jesus, have mercy on me. The enemy is literally trying to silence me, but I won't let him because my spiritual desperation has never been, and it will never be a whisper. I am going to pursue you at a greater intensity. Why? Because I'm hearing about you, but I haven't seen you yet. And my hearing about you isn't good enough. And so since good enough isn't good enough, I am going to be loud with my spiritual desperation. Jesus, in the month of August, during these 21 days of prayer, Jesus, during the month of August and September, I am only going to intensify my seeking you. I am going to believe you like never before, that this is the year that you do it. I won't hold back. There will be no circumstance, no situation, no dream, no nothing that will silence my desperation. Because good isn't good enough. Come on, can you type that in the comment section? Good isn't good enough. Come on, everybody on, on YouTube, good isn't good enough. Tell them to come, tell them, tell them, tell them to come, Jesus says. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them to come. Well, what can I do for you? Jesus, I want to see. Like, Jesus, I, I have to see. I wrote this down. The good enough mentality says keep the pursuit that you have. Like, the good enough mentality says, hey, you, you. You good with your stuff. You good right where you are. Like, you got, you got a nice house. You got a job. You got your family. You're good right where you are. Like, you're doing your quiet time in the morning. You're spending time with the Lord. You're good. Like, you're able to hear his voice. You're good. Like, 
Everything's all right. Like you pray, God's answering your prayers. Uh, you haven't given up after, after you, you've gone through some things in your life and you're still standing. Like you're good. Like you're, you're, you're good. You don't need anything else. You're good. Like you're good. But that's not all that God has called us to. Like that's not all that God has for you. That's not all that God is, wants for us as a church. Like we can't be in a mentality where we're good enough. Why? Because if we pursue Jesus, we pursue him with consistent spiritual desperation. I will not be silenced at any point when I know that there's more. See, one area might be thriving, but there might be another area of our life where we need Jesus to encounter us. For blind Bartimaeus, he was blind and he needed vision. For other ones, we need faith. Other ones, we need confidence. We need prayers answered. We need to be able to pray with more intensity. We need boldness on our job. We need to be able to share Jesus with others. We need, we need to be able to trust whatever it is when it comes. Like, so then if that's the case and there's some areas where I need to continue to grow, then I'm going to be spiritually desperate. Why? Because good enough isn't good enough. See, the good enough mentality says keep on the track that you're going. You're good. But I wrote this down. The good enough isn't good enough mentality says I release what I have to follow and gain what Jesus has. Like the good enough mentality says, I'm good right where I am. The good enough isn't good enough mentality says, I release what I have to follow and gain what Jesus had. Remember the very first story we read, give everything, give everything away and grab hold of what I have. <laughs> I'm good enough. Blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me, son of David. Have mercy on me. Shut up. You won't silence my desperation. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Tell him, tell him to get up. Tell, tell him to get up. Like, come here, man. Get up. Like, you don't have a good enough mentality, Bartimaeus. No, I don't. No, I don't. Like, I'm willing to give up what I have so that I can get what you have. The Bible says that he got up and he took off his garment. Like, he literally said, this is my identity. This is who I am. This is how people have known me. And I don't need that anymore. Why would he throw off his garment? It's because he's like, look, everything that I have, I'm leaving behind because you've called me. The thing that may have been of value to me, you asked me to come. There would be nothing holding me back. I'm taking off the label of being a, a blind beggar. Like this jacket has been on me as I'm begging and, and I'm pleading and I'm in desperate need of something. Like I don't want that anymore. Why? Because good enough isn't good enough. So this jacket identity isn't good enough. I want to be who you called me to be. Will you come on up here then? See, the good enough isn't good enough mentality says I will release what I have to follow Jesus and to gain what Jesus has. He goes over to Jesus and he says, well, what would you like? And he says, well, Jesus, I want to. I want to see. Like, I can hear you, 
but I can't see you. Like, Jesus, I want to be able to hear and see you. How many of us want to be able to hear Jesus' voice and see him and have an encounter? Like, come on, somebody. Like, I don't want just a surface-level relationship with God. I don't want a Sunday morning experience. I want him to show up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in the month of August and in November. Because good isn't good enough. Well, young man, go your way. Your faith has made you well. See, you and I have to realize that once Jesus starts calling us, he's calling us up. He's calling us up. Everything that Jesus does in our life and for us, he's never calling us laterally. He's always calling us up. So when he looks at the young ruler earlier on in the story, he's literally not asking him to throw everything away so that he's living in lack. No, he's literally saying, I'm calling you higher. I'm focusing your attention back to the main thing. I'm calling you higher. I'm letting, I'm taking your eyes off of where your heart is on what you have and your heart is focused on who you have. See, Jesus looks at Bartimaeus and he says, come on up. Like from where you are, come up. So when he comes up, he literally finds himself in the presence of Jesus. See, when Jesus calls us up, we find ourselves in the presence of Jesus. He doesn't want you to stay in good enough because that's not good enough. So he calls him up. And the Bible says that the young man stood up. He took off his stuff because he was in the presence of Jesus. Jesus looks at him and he says, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Watch this. Watch this now. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Look at the end of 50, verse 52, and it says, and immediately the young man, or the blind Bartimaeus, we don't know how old he is, he received his sight, and he followed Jesus on the road. Jesus says, watch, watch now. Jesus says, go your way. Go back, go back to where you were. Go back to your community. Go back home. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And it says, and immediately Bartimaeus received his sight. Watch now. He did not go back home. He did not leave Jesus' presence. He didn't take the miracle and said, that's good enough. He literally said, okay, so I got my sight. And I have my hearing. That's not good enough. That's not good enough, so... I'm going to stay connected to Jesus. He literally, watch, do y'all see that? It says immediately he got his sight. Jesus is like, go your way. Like, go your way. Your faith has made you well. How many times have you and I gotten something from Jesus and we've gone our way? And maybe we didn't turn back and continue to follow the one that's revealing himself to us. Remember, I told you earlier that when Jesus was turning the young ruler back, he was literally saying God wants to reveal himself, his character to you. Like, Bartimaeus goes, I can see, 
I can hear. I've shared like who I was so that I can grab hold of who Jesus is. And since I'm doing that, me just seeing and having a miracle isn't good enough. So I'm going to follow. I wrote this down because I felt like this is Bartimaeus' response. I felt like he said, if Jesus is all in on me, I'm going to be all in on him. Remember I told you earlier that not everybody, not everybody is going to be passionately driven to follow and know Jesus at the intensity that Jesus wants to know us. But Bartimaeus shows us that he's one of the people that is intense in his spiritual desperation to not have a good enough moment with Jesus, but to continue to follow. If Jesus is all in, so am I. James chapter four, verse four says this, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. First story, Jesus, is that you? That's me, man, what's going on? I see you and I love you, young, rich, rich young ruler. Bartimaeus is yelling out, Jesus, Jesus, you got a few minutes? Yes, I do. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. As we kick off 21 days of prayer, I really believe in my heart that God wants us as a church to experience breakthrough. That, that word breakthrough, it literally means that God just wants to literally reveal some things, cause some things to almost spiritually uh, open up in a good way. But there are going to be some things that we're going to need to set aside. Take off the jacket because I'm going after Jesus. Are you willing to let that out of your hand so that you can grab hold of what I want? I really believe that these 21 days of prayer that we're going to be entering into, that God is literally going to allow us to experience breakthrough. I've, I've been praying. I believe that we're going to experience breakthrough in our mental health, in our physical health, in your relationships, in your singleness, and in your married relationships, in your finances, in your being able to encounter Jesus in your own home. I really believe that we're going to experience breakthrough. I'm not trying to use some sort of spiritual cliche. I really feel like it's just like this breaking out to make it even simpler. And just this freedom to, to really be in love with God and not have your heart and my heart in the what, but in the who. Why? Because good enough isn't good enough. If Jesus is all in, then shouldn't you and I be? Do you know what I mean? If Jesus is all in, shouldn't we be? This morning, I want to pray for you. I want to ask you to go all in with Jesus today. I want to ask you to give him every single thing, nothing held back. Jesus is all in. I want you to be all in. 
might have to take off the coat, the identity. You might have to set aside the, the, the thing that where your heart is the most, the schedule, the money, the success, the disappointment. You might have to, you might have to set all that aside, the hurt. And you might just have to go, Jesus, my spiritual desperation will never be a whisper because I'm coming after you. I want to pray for you today. And in fact, I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. I want to invite you to go higher. I want to invite you. For some of you, this is, this is going to be the first time you encounter Jesus. This is going to be the first time you say yes to Jesus. For others, you're literally going, Jesus, I'm recommitting my life back to you because I've been putting it in cruise control. I've been pay paying more attention into what I feel like I can do and what I feel like I can handle. Really, Jesus, it's all about you. And so I'm going to pray a prayer, and I just want you to pray this prayer after me. It's literally asking Jesus to come into your heart and being Lord of your life. It's literally saying, Jesus, I'm willing to follow you completely because good enough isn't good enough. I don't just want what you can do for me. No, I want to know you. I want you to fix the places in me that I can't fix by myself. It's just not good enough. I want to follow you. And so with everyone under the sound of my voice watching me right now, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Come on, are you ready? Come on. People have been praying for you all week. Come on, say this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, on this day, I commit my life to you. I choose to follow you. You died for me and you rose again so I can live in freedom. And so on this Sunday, I declare that you are my Lord and my personal savior. I won't allow the enemy to silence my spiritual desperation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, City Place Church, can we make some noise right there for Jesus? Come on, can we make some noise for Jesus for every single person that made a declaration, those that are saying yes to Jesus for the very first time or those who are coming back to Jesus? Well done. Well done. Let me give you just a couple of quick next steps. A couple of quick next steps. If you said yes to Jesus, or maybe you have a prayer request, you can either text City Place to 94000 or you can, can complete the digital connection card, which is online. Please let us know the decision that you made because we want to make sure that you do not do life by yourself. God designed you to be in a family, and we would love to be able to come alongside you and encourage you in every next step of the journey. Amen? Amen. The other thing I want to encourage you to do is we've got two forms of community here in our church. The first one is we have a class called Next Steps. That's where you discover family and you find your fit. That's where we tell you about the heart of our church. Like the vision of our church is we build dreams, ignite faith, establish leaders, and win the loss for the kingdom of God. And we would love to be able to download that to you and what that means and help you discover how God really designed you and then how you can make a kingdom impact right where you are in, in our church. That's the first one. And then the second thing is, is that uh, we're going to start uh, jumping into small groups and we would love for you to do life together and, and community together in a group of people who are for you and want to cheer you on and encourage your purpose and your destiny. And so... 
those are just some ways where you can take some next steps in your walk with Christ, but also with us as a community of people. And so there's opportunities for you to do that virtually and in person here at City Place Church. We want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to be a part. And so congratulations on the decision that you made. Well, I mentioned earlier that we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. Um, we, we love to be a generous church. And listen, when we partner together, the impact becomes greater. Our church is not going to grow or make the impact that, that God has called us to make on the backs or from the giving of a few. No, God has called all of us to be faithful in our tithe and in our offering. And we get to do that together. And when we all come together and we put the weight of the kingdom on our back, we accomplish great things. And so I wanna say thank you for all that you're doing. I wanna give a shout out to us as well because we have been sowing into the life of some churches that are literally moving into some facilities. And we just said, you know what, God, we're believing you for our own permanent home. So we're gonna help make their dream happen. And we're gonna sow into them. And so I wanna say thank you, City Place Church, because your faithfulness allows us to do that. So we're literally sowing in faith that what God makes happen for them, God's gonna make happen for us. And so as you prepare to give today, we love to, to give. We give outside of our church, but we're also doing things inside of our church and our children's ministry, worship ministry, but also preparing to walk into our own permanent facility. And once we find some options, trust me, I'm going to tell you about them. Because if you're like me, you're like, come on, Lord. I'm dreaming, y'all. I'm dreaming. Well, let's pray. And then I just know that you're going to have a great week in Jesus as we gear up for 21 days of prayer. Father, we love you today. We honor you. Thank you for those that said yes to you and are choosing to walk completely and give their heart to you. God, we ask that you um, bless our time of giving. Thank you for entrusting us in our personal homes with your kingdom finances. And thank you for continuing to increase um, the stewardship of City Place Church and the impact that we can make. Thank you for our building. Thank you for the perfect community to where it will be and that you're preparing us to be able to steward um, your church home well. We honor you today and we give you the glory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, all right, City Place Church, remember this week as you pursue God, good isn't good enough. Have a great week. He's got so much more in store for you. We love you. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.